0: The sweatsuit and underwear I wore was neatly folded on top of a box by the basement door with my sneakers, backpack, and keys beside them. I waited ten more minutes and grabbed both the black 60-gallon garbage bag atop my clothes and the smaller garbage bag beside it. Placing the smaller bag over my head, I positioned the holes I made earlier over my eyes and took a few deep breaths breaths. My skin was so hot that it almost felt like the bags were melting against it. I ascended the steps in twos without worrying about the noise, because Michael was way upstairs, and plus he slept like the dead once he was medicated. I emerged from the basement into my modestly decorated kitchen and seized a four-inch butcher knife from a drawer in the island. Looking at my reflection in it, I smirked and strolled towards the stairs, and the sounds of his lawn more like snoring. I lingered in the doorway a few minutes to soak in his toned naked body and reminisce over the love we'd made. Michael was a six one linebacker in college, and although he never went pro, he still maintained a similarly fit and toned physique. Now at 31, his close-cut fade was starting to grow out and his full sexy lips were slightly parted as he snored up the sleep gods. It was a shame we would never be able to do the things we dreamed of doing together in the future now. I really wasn't looking forward to being single and lonely again, but oh well. Once his $500,000 life insurance policy paid out, I'm sure I would get over any woes associated with it. Oh, yeah. We both took policies out on each other the first year we were married at his mom's suggestion. My mother-in-law was a retired accountant, and she was always meddling in our finances. For once, I was glad she had, though. The plan was to ensure the survivor could pay off the house, our car notes, student loans, and any other debts with ease. Welp, he was the one who violated our till-death-do-us-part clause, not me. Not only did I deserve to be avenged, but I deserved to be rewarded, too. I spread the mouth of the 60-gallon bag out over the threshold between our bedroom and the master bedroom, The bags I wore crinkled and clung to me with every move as I approached him, lying on his back with his head near the end of the bed and his feet propped up on the pillows at the head. I couldn't have asked for a more perfect position. I stood by his head, gazing down at his handsome face, and slightly tilted my head as I squatted and angled the knife. At his jugular, my hand was as steady as a surgeon, though adrenaline was racing through my veins like a Tasmanian devil. An eerie calm engulfed me as I watched the hypnotic rise and fall of his Adam's apple. He made a loud snort and brought one hand up to rub his nose, never even touching the knife. I almost laughed. One thing I wouldn't miss was his loud ass snoring. Even though I rarely had a chance to sleep when he did anymore this past year. I really wanted to stab him mercilessly. Cut his dick off and shove it down his throat. But I couldn't. Not at the risk of him overpowering me or accidentally cutting myself in the frenzy, and leaving DNA that couldn't be explained. No. As much as I wanted him to suffer, I had to be methodical and clean. Tisk tisk, Michael. You never should have broken your vows. I growled as he sucked his tongue in response. I hope it was worth it. He shifted his head toward my voice then, There was movement under his lids, but he didn't open his eyes. What, 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 he garbled.